Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. Are you? And I am indeed. And we're back because there's more Star Wars stuff to talk about, obviously. Fuck yeah. Star Wars Celebration just happened. We were not there. Um, but uh, the trailer was released. The teaser poster, or the teaser trailer was released. The teaser poster was released. And we got a little bit more info about the movie during the panel um also a bunch of shit about like video games and cartoons that i don't think either of us really care about battlefront yeah i I never played the first one maybe the second one will be worth buying i'm just the only thing i the trailer's cool the effects look great um blah 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 but like they keep talking about like all this this last jedi like downloadable content stuff and i think like if it's set right after return of the jedi to the point where you're watching like endor explode Oh no! It, it spans like thirty so, years. So or they something. age and everything. Yeah, and plus a lot of that is like when they say downloadable content for the Last Jedi, it might just mean a map you can play on that looks like that, like okay. salt flat planet or something okay. like that. You know. Um, well, like in the trailer, like you see Ray running around at one point. You mm-hmm. see Darth Maul and like Yoda fighting. Yeah, that's not all. So story. I'm like, what part of this is the actual story of the game? What part of it is just Star Wars circle jerking? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's every Star Wars game. Anyway, we've got. We've got much to discuss. Uh, did you watch the panel? Nope. Okay. Well, we've got a little bit less to discuss. Um, no, we got some information there. Uh, we found out about Kelly Marie Tran's Rose. character, Rose, which is kind of a weird name for Star Wars character. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever, it's fine. But like, I, I was watching the uh, Jenny Nicholson video where she's saying she hoped it was spelled like R-O-Z-E or just something something weird to like make it Star Wars-y. You know? Sci-fi it up? Yeah. Um, she is a maintenance worker for the resistance and seems enamored with Finn. Hmm. Um, I have my whole like theories now on like how that whole storyline is going to go down just based on that minimal information. Do tell. So we see the shot in the trailer, which we'll break down in detail in a bit of Finn. He's like still in his, uh, like little like coma pod or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm guessing at some point because the, the first order was going to attack their base and then start killing blew up. So they still know where the base is. Mm. They're going to have to get out of that base eventually. And I'm guessing that Rose, the maintenance worker, is maybe keeping an eye on, on the fin pod. Mm. And she kind of like ends up with him in the escape or evacuation mm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Little little bit of a pawn in the princess thing. Not exactly, but... Like pseudo Hoff escape is what you're a saying. A little bit. Okay. I mean, I... I, I, I want to dance around that just because there's so many people who are like, oh, The Force Awakens is just a new hope, and now the new movie is just going to be The Empire Strikes Back because there's like walkers in it on a planet that's white. You well, know? but let's say this though. I feel like every movie has had some kind of allusion by the idiots online to The Empire Strikes Back. Like the people who are like, Rogue One is kind of like Empire Strikes or every Back. Every movie wants to be The Empire Strikes and Back. Yeah. This is the first time where I'm like, this is definitely delving into some of those same areas, like emotionally, story wise. I'm into that. Well, there's going to be Jedi training, obviously. Yeah. So, like, sorry for the, the parallel to The Empire Strikes Back, you know? Yeah, your hero will have a short person training them in the ways of the force. <laughs> Burn. Which Mark Hamill though, his voice as he's aged, like man, it's like comprised of like cigarettes and vocal fry. My favorite thing about Mark Hamill in that trailer is that he appears at one point to be wearing like shorts or something. Oh, does he? Or like it, I don't. We'll get to it, but yeah. Um, as far as the panel goes, uh, we find out you know Daisy talking about uh, 
Ray's going to meet Luke, but you know, it's it's not always how you expect when you meet your heroes type of thing, you know. Sometimes expectations in reality don't match up, which we see a little in the trailer of. Um I'm trying to think if there's any other major stuff. I love that start of that trailer. Oh yeah, it's very cool. Um okay, I just said very cool. Have you been watching any of those nerd crew things online? Probably not, I'm guessing. Okay. You don't get the reference, but cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um just because it kind of it kind of has that where it throws you in, just like the start of the Force Awakens teaser. But I love like the way we fade into like the twinkling minerals on the rock, and it looks like space. Let's for let's, a minute. Let's hold off on that just a little bit more. Okay, um, you want to talk about I'm the just, panels? I'm just trying to cover anything we might have missed from the panel. Um, there were some cool stills like behind the scenes, or some of them looked like they're from the movie, like they're because there's like Ryan Johnson had a bunch of black and white photos he took. Mm-hmm. But then they also had some that were in color that were more like production stills. Mm. Um, at one point, Ray was wearing like a like a cloak, like almost like a red riding hood cloak or something, but like mm. gray to match her outfit and holding her staff. It was a really cool Ray look. Like I, I fully support that look. Oh, um, when she's like like she's just like on... walking on Act Two there, yeah. Yeah. Um underneath underneath the Falcon looks there's like. one underneath the Falcon where it's raining. Oh, which, that's the one you're walking you're talking about. Yeah. You gotta figure that's the first time she's seen rain, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah um yeah the some of the stuff behind the scenes we saw the, uh, the rose picture, has like a yellow outfit her maintenance outfit the picture of carrie fisher like her feet up on the uh control panel is fantastic we had poe and finn and leia all like chilling in like some command center yeah so that's interesting we didn't get to see any of benicio del toro or um what's her face that uh, laura dern Nothing of them. We still don't know anything about their those characters. Um, didn't see any Hux. Although they, they showed like pictures of Hux, Kylo, and uh Phasma. Mm-hmm. They look pretty much pretty much the same, you know. Mm. Um yeah, I think as far as the panel goes, that was the main stuff I remember. I mean, it's it was one of those panels where it's just a lot of playing to the fans and you could tell that uh when they brought Daisy Ridley and John Boyega out. They each had like little rehearsed things to say that they were allowed to say about mm-hmm. their characters in the movie. Yeah, I just imagine that the publicity machine is thrilled to be pushing this as opposed to that year in hell promoting Rogue One. I don't know if they would call it a year in hell. Still, that like, that plays to a lot of the base though. There's a certain kind of Star Wars fan that's a much bigger fan of I, Rogue One than new movies. I had a conversation with a with a guy that I met for the very first time in a group setting the other day and he was asking about the Last Jedi trailer and we we started talking about Rogue One and I was like well there's two kinds of Star Wars fans really there's the people who liked Rogue One and the people who thought it was an unnecessary mess and he's like well I'm the kind who hasn't seen it yet and there's no rush to and I'm mm. like there you go. Now you're the second kind then yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah let's get into the trailer or actually let's not let me delay this one more time to talk <laughs> about the teaser poster. Okay that's cool. I fucking love the teaser poster. It's uh, it's like beautifully retro. My my hot take, which has kind of been bouncing around the internet a little bit, is that I think the teaser poster is actually better than the teaser trailer. Interesting. Um, wow. It's just fucking perfect. Just Ray in the middle, uh, you know, the hovering specters of Kylo and Luke mm-hmm. kind of on each shoulder, who are holding up the lightsaber. Like it seems both like foreboding and hopeful at the same time. Like mm-hmm. the expression on her face. And you really get the sense that like there are these kind of two failed philosophies that she's in the middle of and, and you know, trying to create something new and workable out of them. She'll, she'll have to flirt with both and reject both. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I love that she just gets the pose that Luke got in like thousands of posters yeah, for the original trilogy. Yeah, such a great hero. Pose. I mean, just in general, some of the stuff in the trailer made me think how lucky we are. We don't really see that many movies where it's not just that you see so many male action heroes, mm-hmm. but you experience these worlds through them, like how a man would experience these worlds. And like having Ray, like a new set of expressions and a way of looking at the world and just like, well, and like she, whatever is, feminine aspect she brings she's, to it, she's the number one hero. It's not like, yeah, here's a group of heroes and she's the girl of them. It's like, no, she's, yeah. she's the central figure. Yeah, yeah, but just like it's, it's almost like a new language of the action hero that we get to to witness, and I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the trailer. Uh, I just want to overall impressions first, I guess. Uh, I loved it. That's it. Okay. Well, I mean. How long have we been talking about when do you think we'll get a trailer? When do you think we'll get a trailer? So, I mean, if it was just like Poe Dameron sitting on the shitter reading the funny pages, I would have loved it for two minutes. I mean, I'll be honest. I liked it. I did just have some some nagging things that keep me from... You gotta be you. I gotta be me. Yeah. I I would put this trailer... God help me, not on the air. I do later on want to hear your Legion rant. Oh, did you finally watch it? I did. Okay. Yeah, I can get into that. Yeah, if you want. Um, Jesus, I would put this trailer about at the same level as the Chewie Were Home trailer. Hmm. I think it doesn't have the Chewie Were Home nostalgia part. It does have the time for the Jedi to end intrigue instead. So I think it doesn't have quite the emotional wallop, but it does have a kind of a more cerebral, philosophical, like, hmm, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it, it doesn't match the October Force Awakens trailer for me. That the full the full trailer that mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. October fifteen to me that thing's just a masterpiece and like that's what I want. It wasn't that. So I love that you you have the date memorized. October. I mean, it was the October fifteen yeah. trailer. Uh, anyway, I it's a good trailer. Maybe just the fact that the Thor trailer came out like a couple of days earlier kind of stole some of its thunder. Because um, I do think just purely as a trailer, not just like, I, I, I don't think Thor is going to be a better movie than this movie, but that trailer just purely in like the art of trailer making, I'd say is probably a better trailer than this trailer. In which Kate Blanchett plays the greatest version of future Arya ever. <laughs> yes. But like, I don't know, it's, it almost felt like this trailer was a little too withholding. Like, I feel like I got more from the poster than the trailer. Well, what's interesting is that other than like the, the salt mining planet. Mm-hmm. And some of the other stuff, like I don't think that like the entire movie for Ray is set on Octoon, baby. Uh, you know, no. Well, I mean, at some point, I feel like she's engaging with Tie Fighters. That might be an Octoon. That might be somewhere else. You mean in the Falcon? There, in the Falcon, yeah, could be. She has the ship. I mean, it could so. just be Chewie flying. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you going to be back in the later Chewie? I don't know <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Chewie's just emoting to like another non-verbal character, mm-hmm. but like. I love this 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 trailer because there's so much more to this movie we won't, we won't know anything about for months. I almost wish I just got the poster, I guess. Like, because hmm. the trailer is so, like, it gives you almost nothing to the point where I'm like, maybe it would have been better off just not seeing it. You like, know? like Adam Driver once? Yeah. yeah. You get no trailer at all? Because mm-hmm. I... I I just want more. That was, like, my main takeaway from this trailer is, like, that was cool. Give me more immediately, you know? <laughs> Do you want to just bit by bit? You just want to talk about random things. Well, let's uh, let's just jump in here. The okay. opening shot, just the way they make these rocks look like a star field, it's beautiful. just with the lighting. I kind of wonder, like, could this be how the movie starts? 
Oh, oh, rather than like the space panning down or whatever. I want to say we 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 talked about the same thing with uh, the the October trailer with uh, Ray and uh-huh. the thing. So probably not, but I keep wanting them to start a movie, a Star Wars movie, in like a a wild way like that, where you think it's a Starfield and it's not. That would be intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the her hand coming down, perfectly splayed out like that, um, and she's just freaking out. Mm. This is a dream. This is a vision. Has she been hit? I suspect she probably just had a vision. Yeah. That's like another force back. Like a force back or just watching the stuff later in the trailer where uh, presumably Luke's Jedi Academy goes kaput. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, it it looks like we're going to get flashbacks. Presumably it will be through that same method of like force vision, which I think won't just be like Luke starts talking and then it flashes back. Yeah. 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 I, and I, I think it's the only way you can do it. I mean, the, the immediate thing I know is here, just even this first shot, this is shot with wider angles than we typically got in The Force Awakens. Do you think part of that is like, we only have this location for a limited time. Let's like get everything out of it. I, I think it's Ryan Johnson's style because he, he shoots wide throughout the whole trailer. Okay. So I think it's just like the choice that was made. Like J.J. Abrams likes a lot of movement along the Z plane mm-hmm. and his stuff, like people coming in foreground and background, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I... It, it that looks a little weirder if you shoot really wide which hmm. is probably why he doesn't um so i i think this ryan johnson likes to shoot like this it definitely it feels cinematic you know like it's kind of like a not too sophisticated way of, of talking about it but like wide angle looks cinematic you see a wide angle shot yeah. and you're like ooh, movie like you know yeah, yeah um but it's it works it looks really cool uh, and then, of course, the Lucasfilm logo. I missed the one that changed colors for the prequels. I, I like the new one personally. I don't dislike it. I just I love something about the one that that, that one is like color. very steampunky. The the perhaps, old one, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and of course, a big wide shot of Octu here in the island uh, as the sun is either coming up or going down. I mean, like you can see, oh, I forgot. I think I threw away. I had some screenshots to compare this to The Force Awakens, but like there's there's a lot of really similar shots to The Force Awakens in this mm-hmm. trailer, but they're obviously shot at wider angles in this one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I also think because I, I was watching the end of The Force Awakens when they arrive at Octu, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that's not CG. I mean, obviously the Falcon is, mm-hmm. but the shot of Octu as the Falcon zooms by it's moving a little bit like it looks like it's probably a steady cam on like a boat hmm. is my guess is how they shot the plates for that hmm. uh whereas here the camera is completely fluid which i'm i think they use some drone uh footage in this because there's another shot overhead that we're going to get to that's like the only way you could shoot that is with a drone pretty much it's just fascinating to think about yeah this shot right the, here the changing of of cinema and these kind of shots of drones mm-hmm. i mean i remember for a long time, you would watch one of the establishing shots with The Shining, and you can see the helicopter shadow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of old movies, you can see that. Like, it's funny. This dro- this overhead shot is really cool. I think it's slightly less cool for the fact that like I have an Apple TV, and all the screensavers for it are are like drone footage like this. And so I, I've kind of seen this shot before, um, but this should look really cool on the big screen. How much would you lose your mind if? There was like downloadable screensavers that were just Star Wars planets. Fucking awesome! Just like, I would pay money, like a lot of money for like that. Like it's just like an hour of slow panning or, Star Wars landscapes. It's just like Coruscant or yeah, yeah, 
Jakku or Ta- yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. I'd pay like ten dollars for each of them. Yeah, like yeah. I'd pay way too much money for that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so fucking cool. It was just like like ten minutes of Coruscant, like yeah. moving through the city or something yeah. like that. You'd have to pay ten dollars. That'd be expensive to make, but who cares? Let's get on it, man. <laughs> Do it, Lucas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, this this overhead shot of Octu is this very is cool. This is the the shot of her though, like between the two like cliff faces, looking at the the tides. That was the one where I thought, like, oh my god, like you see this same shot for like a male protagonist so many mm-hmm. times in cinema. Oh, you've seen it in Star Wars. We've and had I, and a I, very similar shot of uh, Anakin like that as well. Yeah, yeah, he's just not waking up from a, well, maybe she is waking up from a bad dream. But like, it's we've had obviously we've had female action heroes, but typically you get them in kind of the um. Oh shit! What is that movie? Atomic Blonde, which looks cool, but like she's kind of robotic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is a person who's like finding their way and is a mean, human being, emoting. Katniss out. is probably the closest we've really had to this, right? And I think we can do better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Katniss just turns into like a wreck and of I a mean, human after uh, a while. Hermione's more of a cerebral hero than like an action hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this shot where the camera's like slowly moving up and tilting down is really neat. It. It looks like she's, I don't know, like about to jump in or like she's contemplating something there. Like There's I feel tension, like yeah. I feel like action is about to occur here. Yeah, yeah. She's like contemplating I, movement of some kind. I don't know how much you want to get into spoilers or not. You got spoilers for me? There's You got the good stuff? There's rumors and speculation that she's going to like fight a sea monster as like oh, a right, trial right, right. at right. some point. Yeah, you mentioned that. Like the yeah. Kraken or something's going to pop out of there. Yeah, like is this where she's about you, to fight the Kraken? I would love to hear Mark Hamill in that crazy old man voice. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Yeah, I can't do it. But I'm so glad to see him in this trailer after seeing him like on The Flash. <laughs> and he's just doing the same shit he did as the 90s show, but goddamn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some dialogue here too. The breathe, just breathe. Yeah. And then, like, reach out. I don't know. I don't have the exact dialogue in front of me. But there's a cool shot of her. It's very shallow focus, but she appears to be sitting on the ground with, like, her like legs folded underneath her. And her hand is touching a bunch of pebbles. And they're all, like, floating up into the air. Well, she's, she's touching the ground. She's touching the, the ground. Pebbles and, around her are floating up. Mm-hmm. This is great, like, HD. I know a lot of people compared this to... The Man of Steel, like when he flies for the first time. I don't ever want to hear this compared to Man of Steel. No, because it doesn't look the same. She's not doing like the I'm about to blast off pose or anything here. You know, it's not she's not powering into the ground like Superman was. It it looks very graceful and gentle here. How terrible is it that that effect was cooler in the fucking Matrix movies than it was in the (laughs) Superman movie? But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like that. Like she's. She doesn't have like her fist into the ground. She's just yeah. lightly touching the, the ground with her fingers. Um, and this stuff is just floating in front of her. Yeah. And Luke's is saying, breathe, just re- breathe. Now reach out. What do you see? And she says, the light. Yeah, we see uh, we see Leia from behind in her her control room. It's, I can't tell if it's on a ship. Maybe it's on a ship. Because that it's looks like, be a, ship, like right? a real actual star field behind her past the projection. Mm-hmm. Um Somebody point out that, that might be Akbar, like piloting or doing his oh, moving Mon-Cow. chair thing. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Um, yeah, maybe this is home one. Could be, yeah. Um, yeah, shot from behind Leia. Maybe a little bit ominous. I saw some people say it, it seemed a little ominous. Well, yes and no. Uh, coupled with the the mention that they're not going to try to shoehorn her into episode nine. But we, I felt we like... We got the same angle on her in... Um, the force awakens too yeah i feel like this is 
in a way respectful of you know we're all thinking about the fact that she's passed away you saw her face in rogue one you know all cgi'd up i i I like this um i'm curious what the general is up to and i i there's that element i think it's also just like just the marketing team gets off on withholding when it comes to these movies and are like, we're going to show you Leia, but you're not even going to see your face. You know, we're just going to suggest that the general is here mm-hmm. and, and maybe, maybe in October you'll get the trailer where you see well, her. Well, and I, I like the slight change in her look because presumably she's still the general, but like with the uh, new Republic presumably gone or, or severely decimated, she might be some kind of head of state figure now too. In addition to just being like a military I mean, leader. It, it'd be like if like, all of Washington and New York were destroyed in a nuclear bomb. Like, yes, the United States is still mostly here, but like, who the fuck is in charge? Right, you know? right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, she's she's the Jack Bauer. Does do do you somehow try to still form a central government, or does like California just be like we're on our own now? You know, <laughs> later's dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she might very well be like El Presidente, uh, Leia. Mm-hmm. The effects of like the the little like read out the map or whatever glowing around her it's that's very neat yeah it's very makes her very ghostly too it it doesn't look too cgi i guess is my feeling doesn't this dude's outfit look like a brown version of an imperial outfit a little bit so if he's got the the rebel collar yeah yeah a little bit i can see that i'm talking about the dude to the mm-hmm. right of this guy in this shot this guy for yeah. people listening mm-hmm. in this audit auditory <laughs> medium yeah follow along with us in the trailer and who is this old dude yeah there's like this dude with like i mean he looks like senile does he? i don't know he has like really like shock white hair but maybe he's not actually that old he looks super bewildered mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't have any idea what he's doing yeah so the light and then the dark or the oh. darkness i think she says all oh, smushed darth vader face that's him that's kylo's helmet oh is that kylo's helmet so yeah if you if you zoom in oh yeah, see... yeah yeah sorry sorry mm-hmm. you know i was sitting there thinking for it was like darth vader like jesus what do i know i was thinking it was darth vader and so i was like Wait, how did he get that off of uh, Starkiller Base? <laughs> I think that's on his ship, though. Oh, was it on his ship? Okay. Maybe. Because he has the finalizer. Yeah, does I think, he have that, I think that's like on a, the ship. Does he just have a dude whose like, job is just to move the mask wherever Kylo is? Well, he must have had a new helmet created for himself. I'm very curious about that. And it looks like it's just been destroyed here. Maybe by a lightsaber? Like, it's all in pieces. Well, he is prone to the temper tantrums. I mean, there's there's a bunch of what looks like shattered glass here. Yeah. Also, just note the wide angle here. Like, yeah. You can tell like this is just Ryan Johnson style, and I think it looks really good. Um, yeah, it looks like like we don't see it. There's a little bit of smoke rising, but there's no kind of like the glowing edges mm-hmm. to suggest a lightsaber cut. So I don't know. I wonder exactly what happened here. It was really uncomfortable too. Like maybe it it's just cooled down by now after getting lightsaber. It's still cut. smoking. It's also possible, like, it wouldn't shock me if some of these shots have maybe, like, been cleverly altered so that we're not getting everything from them. Like, there's one in particular where it, it appears to be played in reverse. Mm. Uh, we'll get to that pretty soon. But, yeah, I wonder if maybe in the final shot you'll see little glowing edges because it's been cut by lights here. They don't want you to know that yet. Mm. But, yeah, that's the darkness. And then uh, we get this shot of... Jedi Library. These books inside of like a tree i think this is where ray talks about the balance Mm. what is that like a half dozen books or so yeah one of which we see her hand i'm pretty sure that's ray's hand it looks like she's wearing her scavenger gloves Mm -hmm. um 
there's the Jedi symbol that we've seen in the past, um, like in the prequels, I think it pops up here and there. It's definitely the Jedi symbol. Mm-hmm. It's it's different colors though. Like it's not one solid color like we've seen mm-hmm. in the past. This might be the first time we've ever seen a book in the Star Wars world. I know there's like lots of people have written about how the Star Wars universe is like non-literary, non uh, Well, it's yeah, the first time we've seen like a physical book, but mm-hmm. like for a franchise that starts with like talking about the fucking journal of the wills and shit. A lot of people are like, <laughs> "Oh, it's a journal of the wills," which I don't think it would be i my impression of the journal of the wills as it was initially like envisioned in the the old 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 book was in the the, you know, the original new hope book was that like star wars is as told to george lucas by the journal of the wills or something like that there's some sort of like mm. watcher society so i don't know if you could all this really happened yeah it's, it's like the red book of west march or something from tolkien like i don't know if you would have a journal of the wills within star wars which or is something that's written later about Star Wars. Which is just funny because from their different worlds and different perspectives, Ray and Finn know of like Han and Luke and everyone um, through what, like just like oral history passed down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Um, well, you know, there was like a news report in Rogue One, which to me kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. There? It was like, or maybe it was like a, there's something like we're looking for Bodhi Rook. He's like missing or something like um, that. I think that was a news report. Whenever I think of news reports in, in Star Wars, I think of that thing from news radio, like uh, uh, the, the like rebels have like destroyed the Death Star. <laughs> Thankfully, Lord Vader made it out in time. Yeah, I would say, oh, let's go check Rogue One, but I never even downloaded it because I just didn't care about it. Uh, anyhow, so whatever this book is, I don't know. It's like the secret Jedi training or something. Yeah. Like some some secret knowledge of how to do the force. Maybe it's just a bunch of pictures. Luke's like, I'll train you, but you got to buy my book first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this shot here, there's this shot kind of fades in coming around the side of like this craggly island mountain of what we would assume is Ray. Mm-hmm. Like it's, a, it's very far away. She's got the lightsaber out and maybe that's Luke watching her from like several paces away. Um, this appears to be reversed. If you play it in reverse, the motions she's making look more natural. Mm. Um um, I what I like about what she's doing there is their their classic Luke style like super hacks and swings. It's not like the the prequel or even the Force Awakens like like lightsaber fighting style. This is like the shit like Luke would do like on the barge at the start of Return of the Jedi. I just hope that they still use the um what is what's the name of the sabers they use like the props that they were using for it. Oh, they're uh, like the the expensive toys, basically. I can't remember what what the name for those is. I don't know, but um, like you can go buy one of those. Like, um, it's like two hundred bucks for like the the deluxe extra good version of like the Luke lightsaber. Oh, uh, you know, um, the fiberglass ones. Yeah, there, there's a name for them. They like light up and everything. That's what they used in the fights for the Force Awakens, and they're heavy, which is why those fights look so good. They have like real weight to them. Um, I hope they can continue to do as that as opposed in this movie. to just the the colored stick that they animate later. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And that's how they got the the light in the scene itself. Because in the prequels, the only time they did that was like the Dooku Anakin fight in the dark, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, they use those for the lightsaber fight in Force Awakens to get the light to look right in mm. the scene. And I think it it's making those heavy. It just makes the fight look so much more visceral. Um, 
I, I hope they continue to do that. And it's not just like this lightweight, like spinning around, like it's nothing type. Well, thing. especially with the shit they do with Kylo Ren's mm-hmm. style. Well, and especially um, in the original trilogy, they obviously weren't using those like special, you know, like force effect lightsabers or whatever the name of those is, but they were heavier. Mm. Um, and so you can tell that they were heavier sticks they were using back then as opposed to like the like super lightweight aluminum ones they used for the pre- prequels. Oh, that uh, that Obi Wan Darth Vader fight in New Hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are like broomsticks or something. Mm. Uh, so then the next shot, of course, is this Christmas. We get the title card, and oh. then this one. What's this planet called? Uh, according to Ryan Johnson, this is Crate. It is a uh, planet that has a valuable mineral deposits uh, underneath a layer of salt flats, which is why it's like red dust is coming up i mean it looks like 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 wine berries are flying out of there mm-hmm. it, but it's so stark with this like white salty color and then like all this red plume flying out and i love the classic star wars like they're not symmetrical ships well the the ships have this weird thing it's almost like they're drilling below yeah. the salt flat to the ore underneath like i guess this is supposed to be like an old uh, rebellion base or something like an mm-hmm. old mining facility that the rebellion used to use and you can see walkers in the distance there that yeah. they're flying against well it it reminds me of course of I think as it's supposed to the shot of the X-Wings on the water in the Force Awakens trailers yeah yeah there's definitely a little bit of a callback there um, let me see if I can find the name of these fucking lightsabers it's gonna bother me now FX sabers maybe that's it mm. um, yeah, there's a bunch of cliffs in the background of this white, like salt flat. Um, I know some people are like, "Oh, it looks too much like Empire because it's a white planet and there's walkers," but this looks nothing like Hoth at all. No, <laughs> I mean with the the red plumes of this weird mineral underneath it, like, and those weird things shooting down into the salt flat. It's like they're stirring it up on purpose or something. I don't know. This this scene could be really cool. Mm-hmm. With all the the red mist everywhere. Like, I wonder how long that's going to stay in the air. Like, we'll just be like totally red after a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are these things? These are weird ships. They're definitely not like X Wings. They look, this one just like crashes into the ground for a bit. Like, I don't know, is that on purpose? You know, like, is this part of like the mining technique? It's got to be Finn driving that one, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it seems to recover though. Yeah. It, it seems like it bounces damaged. right back up into the air. Yeah. And then we get the shot of Finn. So the, the, what's with the the motion around him? So that's what I, I I think he's being pushed somewhere here. This okay. is my my idea for Finn and, and Rose. So as they're escaping. It's yeah, he's being wheeled somewhere, like onto a ship or something. Because yeah, you can see movement at the edges of the frame. And it also does cut right to Poe running too, which kind of gives you the vibe that he's moving along. I just love BB-8's little like head tilted forward, like like hurry gesture. I know. Yeah, Poe and BB-8 running down like a classic like starship hallway here in the next shot. I mean, that's the only thing we get of Finn. It's like, yep, there's Finn. He's like in some like weird bubble pod thing. Which seems weird because you know he'll be up and around and doing shit. Um, it's like they just don't want to tell you yet. Even though they showed us like publicity stills of him on like the bridge with Poe and Leia. And yeah. obviously he's fine. <laughs> I mean, but like he he was the first thing you saw in the Force Awakens teaser. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was interesting because remember, like Ray was like the mysterious figure mm-hmm. they didn't quite yeah. go into. I mean, it does seem like if 
if this trailer had like one like Finn and Poe moment, mm-hmm. or like even just one little brief thing where you're like, yeah, those guys, like I feel like it would have really elevated everything else. Just just give us that little bit more because there are like afterthoughts in this trailer, pretty much. I wonder if it would have hampered the enigmatic darkness. They're they're uh, so focused on the Last Jedi part of it, the, like the in the Jedi the, thing. The one of the later Force Wiggins trailers where you get the bit right before they fly to Star Killer Base, where uh, like they're across the. Uh, they're flying. They're walking to their ships, and like mm-hmm. they pass, and like Finn does the head nod, and then like Poe does like the the kissy face at him. Mm-hmm. Just throw a little bit of that in there, a little kissy face, yeah. Just a little something. So you're like, yeah, those I'm not, guys. I'm not saying go full out. I'm not saying have someone like lick someone's ear or anything. Mm-hmm. Just you know, a little wink and a nod and a. You and me later. Yeah, um, yeah. So a great, great shot of, of Poe and BB-8 running, and then Poe's X-wing. This this fire erupting X-wing. around it. I almost feel like there's something looks a little bit weird when you watch this at full speed. Like it almost seems like he ducks too soon or something. I don't know. Maybe this will play better in the final shot. Well, I think what you're what you're looking for is to have a single stormtrooper flying yes. to the side here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like his X Wing's not gonna come out of that in one piece. Well, it's it's not the X Wing initially that's exploding. It's something behind it, but it looks like the flame is going to well, this is, take over the X Wing. It, it looks like we've got a, or uh, a hanger. This is like in a hanger and that's like space space outside. Yeah. yeah. So whatever something's like maybe crashing or it looks like there's like a torpedo or something mm, flying okay. at them. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, they, they they took a direct hit there. Somehow he's fine, even though he's like ten feet away it's from his X wing. Yeah, PVA's just like whoop other direction. <laughs> Good thing I roll. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see more PVA. That was one thing from the panel. Uh, Ryan Johnson mentioned is that like his advice from the editors of the Force Awakens is like. Anytime you can work some more BB-8 in there, it's a good thing. They're okay, like, they're like more BB-8. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I I I always wondered if they were just kind of like, yeah, fan favorite, kind of a headache for us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they 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 did. You know, they brought BB-8 out on stage again to talk to them, and they had the whole scripted conversation. Mm, okay, um, it's always amazing to th- see that thing in real life. Like, it's like, how the fuck does that work? Because it's even better now. You can tell it it moves a lot. Like before, it seemed like they were making sure not to dry that thing too fast or like fall over. Mm-hmm. But the one they had now, it just looked exactly, moves exactly like BB-8. Now, I think the next thing will be to show that the real life one in, in our human world also makes the volleyball sound when you bounce it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we get some uh, some X-Wings blowing up as the... Uh, oh, those are ties. I'm sorry. Uh, ties blowing up as the um, William Falcon flies into view there and then we see ray running with her lightsaber well, before that just real quick the the falcon as it flies through here the the camera shot is just really graceful and the yeah. way it kind of like follows the tie to the falcon and then follows the falcon i guess this is probably octu we can't really tell we're just we see clouds it's daytime maybe it's another planet I don't this know. could be this could be crate for all we know mm-hmm. um this yeah. could be the uh like everything looks dire in cloud city and the Falcon shows up out of nowhere. Um, I do see it just in these shots in general. It looks like there's a little more contrast in them. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the bottom of the Falcon is like fairly dark in this shot. Right. Uh, and the top is lit more. So well, yeah. then it lights up as one of the, mm-hmm. the blasts flies past its underhole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like in general, it's a little bit higher contrast in the Force Awakens. Um, shot of Ray running with her lightsaber out. And like she's really moving. Uh, she still has her old hairdo too. Not the the one from the like toy packaging. The the 
the hair down. Yeah, yeah she still has her her normal. Well, and the the framing bobs. of this stuff is interesting. So she's running towards something from the right. Then we'll cut to Kylo Ren on the left, just like waving his lightsaber in somebody's face or something well, like that. She's running what appears to be maybe at like dusk or sunrise or something because it's like the whole frame is blue, you know, like lit by her saber pretty much. Uh, and then cut to Kylo, where the frame is very red from his lightsaber. Well, and it could very well be flashbacks to Luke's Jedi Academy downfall. I mean, they're not in the he, same scene no, he's here. He's got a scar, though. Is I mean, it, it's very light, but that you is... sure that's not just, like, hair? I'm pretty sure that's a scar. Because like it, it gets eye? wider. See, like, it's thin here, and then it gets wider. Like, your hair wouldn't do that. Well, like, that could be the end of I mean, the Unless hair. it curls. Yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, he's probably a sweaty dude. He has some product in there, maybe. I, I'm going to guess that this is present day, not flashback. Well, um, they're obviously not in the same scene, you know, but it's mm-hmm. it's framed perfectly where they're running. They're going to yeah. con- conflict in some way. Railer shippers. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, in case anyone is curious and wants to listen to a better podcast than our stars podcast, there's a podcast out there called Scavengers Horde. Um, they're somewhat railo shippers so you, you kind of have to go with it but like they're so much better than the typical star wars podcasts out there hmm. like it's it's two women one of them they're both british but one lives in america um if you want actual like good star wars discussion rather than like the now this is podcasting bullshit mm-hmm. go listen to them um but yeah this shot of kylo here it's like it's like maybe he just stabbed a dude with his lightsaber and now he's twisting it or mm-hmm. something which is threatening yeah it's a cool shot. It's uh, maybe there's like some fire behind him or something. There's definitely some fire in his eyes, both mm-hmm. reflection and otherwise. Um, and this is here we hear Luke say, "I know only one truth." Yeah. And then it cuts to we presume to be Luke collapsing on his knees next to R two. It it looks like it could be from the same moment in that one trailer where he mysteriously puts he, the robot hand from the force back, where he yeah. puts his hand on on R two's yeah. dome. Um, yeah. But this this shot is fucking gorgeous. It looks like. Like Angkor Wat is on fire in front yeah. of him. Yeah, and there—it's hard to tell, but there might maybe be some bodies mixed in there. Yeah, uh, among the wreckage in front of him. The wreckage looks like some of it is glowing from fire. There's also like embers of fire blowing around them, like in the wind. And then there's followed by another beautiful shot of Phasma leading some uh, stormtroopers towards us through the flame. And there's like you see their shadows reflected on the the smoke behind them. Mm-hmm. See, now this, I don't think this last shot here of Luke collapsing, I'm fairly confident this is from that force back scene. Okay. Where maybe that, we presume that's the temple on fire here. Right. Unless it's some huge misdirect and this happens in the future. But I, I, I think it's most likely this is like the destruction of his temple. Right. Um, this next shot here, it's also a bunch of fire. So you might think it's the same location. Well, look at the surface. But, oh, yeah. You see up here in the upper left. Those look like uh, like some bulkheads on a starship or something well, like and that. Well, the, the surface is smooth. It's it's mm-hmm. like it's a ship. I, I'm actually gonna guess that like w- this wreckage here might be like Poe's X-wing that just blew oh, up or that. something like that. I yeah. can see that. But yeah, here's Phasma. You know, leading some some troops into action. Hey, it's Phasma. I remember her. Yeah. How are they gonna justify Phasma dropping the shields? That's like to me one of the the most glaring flaws of the Force Awakens. It's like why the fuck did she drop the shields? Supposedly, Phasma's getting like a comic book miniseries to just explain to how ex- she got away. We just explain how she got off Star Killer Base. Does yeah. she like put it all on like 
like Gary, the maintenance tech or something. He's like, oh yeah, that guy totally dropped the shields. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, this is just a cool, like the empire is coming through the, the fire shot. Mm-hmm. And then we get a space battle shot. Well, the first order has to strike back. Yeah. There's these weird, all these ships that kind of look like B-wings, only they're like bigger and bulkier. Uh, of course, there's a bunch of X-Wings and Ties and A-Wings in here. It's fucking A-Wings, man. Is that from from the Clone Wars? What? That The red and white one? This one right here? That's an A-Wing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Jedi Starfighters kind of looked like A-Wings. The original Jedi Starfighters? Yeah, but okay. no, that's definitely an A-Wing. That actually, um, back in the shot where Poe's X-Wing blows up, uh-uh. um, you can see there's an A-Wing in there. Let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, this is an A-wing over on the left here. Okay. You can see the engines. Oh, they've it. got the big nacelles on the side? Not not the Y-wings. Oh, okay, right. right. The A-wings look it's just like a wedge and then it's got these two big engines on the back with fins. Okay. Uh, high and low. Okay. Um, but yeah, that shot, the space battle. I mean, these look the, these ships that they're, they're like these weird bulky B-wing things, they don't look they're not like Star Destroyer size or anything like that. Mm-mm. Like they're, I don't know, like sentry ships or I don't know what they are. They're, they're interesting though. They're kind of like mid-sized. Yeah. I mean, they, they look like they're one third the size of the Millennium Falcon. No, I'd say they're bigger. You think so? Yeah. Cause like, look at, uh, well, look at see, the ships in comparison. Let me see if we can get back to the X-Wing here or an A-Wing like next to it. Okay. So here we see the X-Wing and the A-Wing next to it. That's a, like a much bigger. Well, they're just certainly taller. Yeah. I mean, at least as big as the Falcon, I would say. Hmm. Um, and there's like a bunch of them in a line, which makes me wonder. It's got kind of the uh, the cockpit shape of the mm-hmm. Falcon. Mm-hmm. It could be Corellian ships. The planet looks kind of like blue-green-ish, like grayish. This could be Dakar. Like, I kind of wonder, is this the evacuation of their base at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, like, they all got to get out of there. Or maybe it's you know, it could be completely different, but yeah, of course there's there's Tie Fighters here. I'm trying to see if there's any other ships we see because we don't. I don't think we ever see a Star Destroyer in here, and I'm guessing that just the direction they're flying that these B-wing looking things are probably the Resistances or, or maybe the Republics. Yeah, since they're heading in the direction, mm-hmm. uh, the same direction that the the Resistance ships are heading against the uh, First Order Tie Fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see a bunch of ties. I don't think we see any of the Empire's capital ships or the First Orders. Um, and then just some more shots. See, from some of these angles, these big B-wing ships look like really big. Yeah, you're right. It's I don't know. It's hard to tell at the scale just because the framing here, I, I feel like they're like showing us as little as possible. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's the shots? What what space battle shots can we show them that like reveal as little as possible at this point? They got the little gunner balls in the very back of their lower Oh, yeah, end. that is cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a little uh, tail gunner. <laughs> that guy's a sitting target. I know, yeah. That's pretty cool. I hope we get to see like, one of those dudes blown away or something. <laughs> X-Wings firing. Yeah, I think that's about all you can gather there. And then it goes black. And then, yeah, Luke was saying, I only know only one truth. It's time for the Jedi. And then it cuts to him silhouetted in the doorway of this like tree thing that he's inside of mm-hmm. to end. Time for the Jedi to end. I saw something where someone tweeted at uh, Ryan Johnson a similar looking picture and asking if it was a reference to this other older film. And he was like, no, but that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I know people out there have taken this shot and like lightened it up. Mm-hmm. And you can like if you lighten it up, it looks like they're in the inside of some sort of weird tree. Do you remember that whole tree set from uh, the like drone photos somebody took of this? Of the uh... oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So it doesn't look like they're in a cave if you lighten this up. It looks like it's like all made out of like wood basically. So Luke is taking her to see the three eyed raven. Yes, and um, Ray's staff. You can't see it here, but if you lighten it up, it, like Ray's staff is like leaning against the side of this thing so okay i i saw something where i guess ryan johnson's interview this morning and his suggestion is that jedi is singular and not plural it makes to me like that's like the most boring conversation you can have which is exactly his wording star wars titles generally can be read a few different ways yeah and even if he is the last jedi as he was referred to in the force awakens a couple of times Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean he will always be the last jedi yeah you know so like um well i wouldn't i wouldn't claim that she's a jedi just yet no she isn't no yeah um so it's time for the jedi to end and then we get the fucking red badass star wars logo with the last jedi so very cool december what do you think? Uh, I, I'll obviously a, a lot of debate already about what does it mean for the Jedi to end. What's what's up with Luke? Um, what does he say? Something about uh balance and more. Um, he says, well, she says the light, the darkness, the balance, and he says it's so much bigger. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's like the poster implies though that here are two two different philosophies, and I don't think she's necessarily going to pick either well i mean if you go back to the original trilogy obi-wan and yoda have their ideas and luke ultimately kind of rejects them and goes on his own path to say to try to redeem vader and when they were like no you just need to kill him yeah um so i'm guessing that this is time for the jedi to end thing is probably in the first half of the movie yeah like i would assume that like She's going to meet Luke and Luke's going to be resistant at first. And eventually either something she does or something happens, like he's going to come around or she's going to strike out on her own or I don't know what, but like, I don't think the movie's just going to be like, he's like, it's time for the Jedi to end. And she's like, well, I guess that's it. You know, like deuces. Obviously we see her training earlier in, in, in earlier shots in this trailer. So yeah. Do you think this is like, they're going to abandon the Jedi order and have some sort of new order with a different name? Or something like that. Um, that could be tricky. I don't think they're going to do that personally. Like Jedi is just a too good of a yeah. an intellectual property term. That yeah, I I think that they'll probably hit some of the same beats though from Empire and Return of the Jedi. I think they just call them like the the new Jedi or the reformed Jedi or whatever you want. want. But like Jedi is too good of a word to abandon. I, I mean, I like. imagine that whatever final form as what she's going to become for Ray obviously won't happen to the third movie. So. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just going to be the darkness on her path. Um, it seems like perhaps, well, one of two ways you could read this. There's one way in which Luke thinks he's discovered a more pure third way of accessing the force. Uh, and so the, the old Jedi ways need to end and he's going to teach her that the other way you could interpret this would be Luke has decided that the Jedi have never been worth the trouble that they cause. He failed training his last pupil and look what's happened to the galaxy since then. So he doesn't think there should be any more Jedi mm-hmm. and, and doesn't want to train her, period. Could be. Like, 
which I wouldn't be surprised me if that was the angle they went with, like that he's kind of like a failed or it feels like a failure at this point, you know? I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm the last Jedi, and I tend to stay that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show yourself out, honey. Yeah, I know a lot of people just really Oh, my want... baby girl, you gotta go. <laughs> they just want Luke to show up and like be a total badass and use lightsaber and like kick everyone's ass. I don't think that's the Luke we're gonna get. Like, I don't think he's been stuck here. Like, I think he could have left. Probably is the impression I get. I don't think he's been marooned this whole time, which means that he's left the galaxy behind for a reason and because he, he doesn't think the galaxy is better off with him in it. Yeah. And so I, I think some of the drama there is going to be Ray having to either convince him to help her or like go out on her own and do her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it seems like they're going to have quite a lot on Octu there between the two. Of them. I, I hope they don't kill him in this one though, only because if we're not going to see Carrie Fisher in the next one, I, I would like at least a little bit of Luke there. I don't, I don't think they will. Um, just I don't, let him, just let him be a sad old hermit. I don't think he's exactly For going to voice. be quite the Yoda or the Obi-Wan. I think he's going to be kind of his own separate thing. I think people are really desperate to be like, he's the Yoda in this movie. And like, I don't think it's going to be exactly the same as that. No, no, I would hope not. Yeah. But yeah, this is his look where he's like wearing this like rain poncho or something where like, it kind of looks like he's he's got some skinny legs coming out below this like kind of high cut coat. I don't think it's shorts though. No. What if it was though? (laughs) She's wearing like tropical shorts, and mm-hmm. these super ashy white legs. And Ray's like, Would you mind putting on some clothes, some pants, like, like, some trousers? What do you say? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the trailer. Uh, it's so nice to have this to talk about and not like, say, a trailer for Star Wars Rebels. Fuck that show. Ugh. I, I I just want more right now. Yeah. Um, and I know we're not going to get more. I know if this was going by the Force Awakens marketing plan, we would get a behind the scenes thing in like August or July and then a, an actual real trailer in October. Mm-hmm. Rogue One was very similar to that, except there was a second trailer in there. Mm-hmm. Like we got behind the scenes and I think like July and then I think like in August we got like another trailer and then another in October. So I'm curious to see. I think the difference is I don't get the impression and there hasn't even been the attempt like there was the, the I don't know what you want to call it, like the InfoWars-esque attack on J.J. Abrams, like he's constantly failing and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But whereas Rogue One, there really was a lot of failure and a lot of attempts to write this ship. So um, I don't know how that much that'll get to the marketing department. Yeah, I do wonder if that extra trailer we got for Rogue One was a little bit of a course correction. Or how much of it was like shit that was like never intended to be in the film or shit that was like from discarded plot lines. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's like really just like the saddest Suicide Squad of Star Wars ever. Well, in, from everything we've heard about The Last Jedi, like Ryan Johnson had a script for this ready to go before The Force Awakens even came out. Yeah uh doesn't like i know they did some really minor rewrites before they shot it just based on like force awakens reactions and whatnot but it sounds like they like what they they, what they have Mm -hmm. and they're very confident in it they're already scoring it like the movie's probably going to be done for a while or at least other than like some effects work like i am so glad that john williams is still with us yeah and they're they're already editing it right now you know like they're probably gonna have a mostly locked cut except for like fixing effects and whatnot well i think i think with that in mind they'll probably not lock until 
like effects wise ever finished product mm-hmm. till a few weeks before the no movie i'm sure out, the but. effects will go right up as, as late as it can but it's, in terms of the overall edit like i get the feeling that like they're really honing in on that i think what right you're now, looking even. to say is that ryan johnson has portrayed himself to be a sure hand yes every step of the way yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and i'm so glad that at least he's fucking writing the next one he's not he's not now no he wrote the treatment uh Derek connelly and colin trevorrow are doing the scripts for it which is already like i think the draft it's already done i wish you had just lied and said he was still writing it. well i gotta kind of correct people a lot of people have been assuming that because originally it was like rumored that he was doing the treatment for episode nine wasn't and that how it, it first came out was that he was going to write and direct this one and write the next one the, it was doing a treatment for the next one okay. is what, it, what it's all been wow yeah well shit yeah did you see the trailer for the book of henry no. uh, colin javara's next movie no it's um it's something oh boy oh we will watch it after this um it's really bizarre because it it looks like it looks like uh like my girl at first and then it turns into like a weird murder thing i don't know it's, it's very strange um, but yeah, that is it. For... Oh, it's got Maddie Ziegler in it. Oh, does it? Oh, is she the girl? Oh, wow. Yeah, don't don't watch it yet. Well, I'm just looking watch at pictures. Together. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we need to cover here in the uh, last Jedi trailer? No. So uh, before we wrap this up, real quick, let's get to Andrew sent us some questions. Mm-hmm. Andrew's thing is basically uh, you got the old EU novels. Um, uh, what do they call them? Legends. The legends, yeah. Yeah, so he said basically the, the only novelizations that are canon right now are Force Awakens and Rogue One. Actually, and, I'm, I'm not quite sure if the well, novelizations said, are canon. Oh, are they? Okay. Um, so he said that he believes that they're doing official reissues of the first six novelizations to like bring them into new canon. Um, not 100% on that, but I don't, because there's some stuff in the Force Awakens novelization mm-hmm. that like there's a little bit of extra stuff here and there, and I'm pretty sure like it's like when in doubt, look to the movie type of thing. Yeah, because like like when Kylo's is usually the, fight, the novelizations. When Kylo's about to fight Ray, he says, "It is you," you know. And people are like, "Ooh, what does that mean?" He doesn't say it in the movie, so I feel like you got to go with the movie there. It's just funny how such a tiny line could have mm-hmm. lasting implications. Um. So basically, Andrew's talking about Mara Jade. You know, and how oh, wouldn't it be great if she was Ray's mom? But. uh He's wondering if you think they'll do a similar reissue with the Thrawn books from the 90s. Or does the new Zon book pretty much take care of that? I think the new Zon book takes care of that, which I think is out now. Um, so I know I've, I haven't read it, but I've seen some articles where it sounds like he kind of backports uh, not not all of his like Thrawn backstory, but a lot of it. Like mm-hmm. the same gist idea that Thrawn is like, he's Chiss and he was exiled. And he goes to work for the Empire and whatnot. And there's these threats in the unknown region. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think like a lot of the Thrawn trilogy now. I actually reread it not that long ago. Some of it just wouldn't work. Like his his conception of what the Clone Wars were was totally different from what we got. Um, all the stuff with like the Nagri and the uh, their planet being destroyed during the Clone Wars. None of that would fit really. Um, so I. I don't think so. I mean, I suppose they could eventually get to a point where they were going to try to bring some of that plot line, like have Thrawn come back maybe between Jedi and Force Awakens Mm -hmm. and like newer comics or books or something. But the whole Jerusalem 
Seaboth or whatever that guy's name was, that wouldn't work at all. Hmm. Like the whole like insane Jedi Master, the the way the clones worked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The none outbound, of that would work. Outbound flight, all that. The yeah. Miri, like force blocking uh, creatures. I don't think they would bring that in. Okay. So I don't know if there's a ton. You can pull maybe like the Katana fleet pieces of that not the whole like insane clones part of it but uh dreadnoughts just like as a ship you could probably pull that in mm. maybe talon card is just like a smuggler you could pull in because he's not really connected to any of the um plot lines of the empire and the mm. Re- new republic or any of that okay sorry Andrew. Anyways, those are those are my my thoughts on that anyways i mean I'm encouraged that they at least went and got Timothy Zahn to come back and write something for them because a lot of their other authors, like the new books that I've tried to read, they've been terrible. Um, especially Chuck Wendig. My God, Aftermath was awful. So any attempt to uh, bring back some writers who know what they're doing, that's nice. I Claudia think, Gray, her books are good, though. I think uh, we should do an episode that's just you talking about the EU books. About the old ones? Just in general. Okay. I mean, a lot of them are really bad. But. Mm. We can we can go on and on again how we think a, uh, a Rogue Squadron show should happen or a Rogue Squadron show. It's it's just right there for the taking. It's like, come on. <laughs> oh, I guess Rebels or not? Yeah, Rebels is going to end after this next season because uh, it's terrible. No one watches it. Um, and then presumably there's another TV show coming, but I think it's another animated one. Well, I think um, our our thing when we sign off these episodes is some kind of shit talking on Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something where he said that basically most of the Rebels tactics in Rogue One are a response to stuff in Rebels where uh, uh, because shut the, they shut the fuck up, Filoni. <laughs> they because they lost like the I guess Thrawn defeated them in some big battle, and so that's why they're hesitant to act. Nice retcon. Yeah, have you ever seen a picture of that guy? I don't want to see a picture of this guy. But have you though? Should I be Googling this? He like always wears this like stupid cowboy hat. It's like his thing. He never takes it off. That's gross. That's I hate weird. him so much. What is he like? Like the, the animated world's Robert Rodriguez? Basically, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. I, you cannot show up to a meeting with like Disney executives talking about this. Like, it's talk, like his like thing. Canyon. It's like, oh, he's just the cowboy guy. He wears a hat. Well, here's the thing, too. So send us a message. What weird affectation would you be if you had some kind of position of power? It would be a fucking cowboy hat, that's for sure. Oh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. I don't, oh, there's, there's one yeah, single like, picture of him not He's like it. the king of like coming up with like bullshit explanations for why like all his retcons make sense. You know, it's like, oh, actually, if uh, you consider that uh, this thing I made up happened, then this other thing that I made up would make more sense. <laughs> anyway. This is a, an anti Dave Filoni podcast. Uh, I think we've just about covered everything we need to, though. I don't know when we'll be back. Presumably, I mean, it might be a few months till we get the next trailer behind the scenes or something like that. Like I said, I'm, I'm lobbying for us to come back and talk about the books in some way. Okay. Well, we could do that anytime then. Yeah. Maybe anything. maybe I'll, I'll read the Thrawn book. We can talk about that. There you go. Read the Thrawn book. Oh, you could read it too, you know. Good. I mean, this podcast is usually better when it's a conversation. Good. Yeah. Anyway, may the force be with you. Always. Always.